ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 5 of the Second Wind Podcast presented by The Stride Report. I'm your host, John Cusick, and today we have a guest that has most recently won his conference meet and regional meet while running the fastest time in Division 2 this season over 8,000 meters. Uh, I am very pleased to welcome Lee University's Christian Noble. We currently have him on the line. Christian, um, happy holidays to you, man. Um, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, um, you, you kind of come on the scene a little bit this year. Uh, you're a junior. Uh, the first thing I want to ask you is, um, where are you from originally? Yeah, so I'm from uh, on the east side of Indianapolis, Greenfield, Indiana. But I now currently live in uh, Texas, Wake, Texas. Okay. Um, and what what got you into running? You know, what what was the reason you started? What was that? Uh, what was the reason what got you into running? What, what got me into running? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so um, my dad just ran in high school. And, um, you know, growing up, I never really saw myself running. I did pretty much every sport um, except running. And he just kind of told me to, you know, go out there and try it. And I did, and I just kind of had a knack for it. And, you know, I really haven't looked back since. Okay. Um, did you ever anticipate running in college or anything like that? Did you did you see yourself going past high school? Um, not not really. You know, um, I I had two stress fractures uh, the first two years of my high school career. Um, you know, I honestly didn't think I was going to do it past that point. Um, but you know, my dad just told me just to keep trying. Um, so I came out junior senior year and you know dropped some pretty fast times and realized. You know, running in college would would be an option, which is which is pretty cool because uh, you know going to college in the first place wasn't really on my radar as well. Okay, and so what? How fast did you run in high school? Um, I assume were you an eight hundred miler guy, or did you kind of run the long distances as well? Um, in track, I usually tried to focus on the two mile. That was kind of my thing. Um, I kind of convinced myself I wasn't a mile in high school. But, uh, you know, ended up running 410 in the mile and a 904 for two miles and, and uh, 1455 uh, and during my cross-country senior season. Okay. Those are very, I mean, for two years of training, you know, you're coming off a two-stress fracture. Those are very impressive times. Um, so what about Lee University, you know, struck, uh, I guess, what captured your attention with that university? You know, I know that they have recently made the transition from NAIA to Division II. Um, you know, what brought you to, I guess, becoming a flame? Yeah, you know, I, I really didn't know much about, you know, college running. I didn't know anything about conferences or, you know, what schools were primary running schools. Um, honestly, the one thing I looked for was, you know, having a good relationship with, with the coach because honestly, what it came down to was I could run fast anywhere, but, you know, having a good relationship with the coach was really important. Um, so I really felt that with Coach Morgan and Coach Crook. They really stuck out to me throughout all the coaches I had talked to. Um, just took, I took one visit to Lee and decided that that was just the place where I was just supposed to go. Um, Coach Morgan kind of had this this plan set out for me. Um, you know, hey, he said, hey, you know, if you come here, you know, it'd be a really good start for our program for where we want to go in the next um, five to six years. And 
Um, I bought into that. I really believe that what he had planned was was gonna, you know, work. And you know, I had trouble seeing that my freshman and sophomore year, um, but now like this last cross season, you know, the pieces are really coming together uh, because of recruiting and you know, just our teams getting um, a lot more um, competitive. With yeah. Other teams. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think, um, I mean, the, the success speaks for itself. You know, I look at just more Coach Morgan's profile here. You know, you guys won the South region the past two years. You were um, the Gulf South champions the past two years as well, including this year. Uh, didn't have the same luck during uh, the South regional this year as you guys finished third. But um, we'll get to the team in a second. You know, I... I you, you've had a very good year this far um, so far, and I, I think you'd agree with that. I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, how did you get to this point? You know, you just mentioned how um, you didn't really buy it, you didn't really believe it the first two years. You know, you didn't have great performances at D2 Nationals and cross country. Um, you finished as an All-American in 2017 in the steeplechase and then redshirted last year. Where, how did you get here? How did you end up being this successful Um I guess in 2018. Yeah, I mean, you know, freshman year, that was kind of, you know, cross season was, I was kind of a deer in the headlight at Nationals. Uh, I lost my shoe 400 years in and just got lost in it at that point. Just kind of didn't know what I was doing. So we kind of refocused um, and, you know, had a decent indoor season and, you know, first outdoor, I mean, we, we did the steeple and, you know, I ran like 907, which I had no idea what that meant. And uh, Coach Morgan just kind of said, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do for the next four years. Um, you just have like a natural um, ability for it, you know, tall, and, you know, you can get over the barriers uh, decently without any practice. I mean, we only have a track, uh, let alone a, like steeple barriers to practice on. And I was just slowly going out and just doing it. You know, five meets later, I'm at the national meet, um, towing a line with upperclassmen, and I'm just a little freshman um, competing for an All-American spot. And then after that, I was just kind of like, you know, if I really work hard, I, it's, you know, three years can be really successful. And kind of fast forward to do I mean, I... I mean, I really put in probably some of the best training I ever have um, by myself and with a few other friends over the summer. And I really bought in that everything that I do from here until December 1st is is uh, is going to make me one of the best in Division Two this year. So, you know, coming into the season, I um, wasn't necessarily key, key on running, trying to run fast times, more or less trying to just try and compete and you know I, I ran um, a fast time this year and I'm I mean on paper it looks like I'm number one but there's a lot of talented guys but you know I guess the success this year in 2018 has just come from um, just working hard and just realizing that I was kind of lost my train of thought. Okay. Pretty much just, you know, putting the, putting the work in the off season is really what I'm reaping from right now. Um, all those hard summer miles, that's that's really what all this in-season success is coming from. Yeah, and I think 
<clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people would agree, you know, it, it, you kind of build yourself in the off season. And so during that summer, what, what was the type of mileage that you got up to? You know, I don't know if Coach Morgan had you doing any workouts or anything, but I assume you got um, at least some decent mileage in there, correct? Yeah. Um, you know, for me, my freshman year, I, I didn't really get above 65 just because that's just not how my body handled stuff. But, you know, this last summer I got like 80, 85 a couple times. Um, and it kind of stayed there for like eight or nine weeks. Then kind of dropped down a little bit once the season rolled around. So that was, that was pretty big for me. That's something I've never really done before. Yeah, was that, you, you say it's not something you've done before. Was it almost a shock to you the first time you did it? Did you feel weird or did you feel, did you feel like, okay, you know, this is something I really like. I kind of like this mileage thing. Let's keep going after it. Yeah, it was, it was kind of out of my element at first, but it really felt like, like it was good. Like I was building and I was getting way stronger than I was last year. Like last summer, I thought I had a great summer. But compared to this last summer, I mean, it was it was a whole 180 turn just because of the mileage increase. Just felt so much more um, like powerful, and in my long runs and the tempos. Okay, uh, you mentioned you kind of go into races just trying to compete. You know, I, I you ran 23:26 at Royals Challenge. You know, that's blist. I don't want to call it blistering fast, but it definitely sent some waves through. I think a couple all three divisions, you know, I don't know if anybody ran that fast all year. Uh, I don't know if it's a product of the course, but talk a little bit about the Royals Challenge. You know, did you go into that week knowing you were going to have a good race or were you just trying to go out there and race because you knew you were up against some good talent? Yeah, so, you know, my sophomore year, I ran 23.50, and a lot of people think the course is short, but if you've never seen the course, you know, it's, it's flat. It's, I mean, it's as flat as a pancake and it's on short dirt and gravel. So, and it's just like a circuit. You do three, uh, you do three loops and then, you know, you just have a long straightaway, real nice. Um, but going in, it's just, I knew I was set at the time, but more or less we were, we were, Queens and Mount Oz were there, and, you know, those are a couple teams that we were trying to match up against for rankings and stuff, and I just thought if I was out there, and I just got up to the split, you know, see where the first couple miles go out. I wanted to run under 2340. That was kind of the goal. I didn't think I was in sub-2330 at the time, but um, they said we were, like, 450 through the first mile, and, you know, that's, that's a little bit off the pace that we were running, um, you know, 445-ish, about the pace that we were supposed to be. Um, so I kind of picked it up. Turns out we were like, we actually were like 443 for the first mile. And I ended up dropping, like we ended up dropping like a 438, 439 second mile. So we were, we were way well under the pace that we we're supposed to be. And I had no idea. So I just kept going and, um, now I ended up pulling away, going into like the second lap. So, you know, when I crossed the finish line and saw that, I was like in total shock. Mostly because one person read up the wrong split at the first mile. So, okay. Great, great race, other than that. I mean, the whole team ran well. Yeah. Um, 
so we can run into. Uh, I, I'm still I. I couldn't imagine what that's like, you know, as a runner, if you're going through and you hear the wrong split and you pick it up and then you realize, you know, at the end of the race that you were way under what you were supposed to be. It's probably a really good feeling, also a, a scary feeling at the same time, you know. Um, yeah. But, uh, so it's a week after regionals, um, almost a week to the date. Um, the goal was obviously to finish in the top three. I know you guys probably wanted to take a three P of the South Regional. Ended up finishing third. Um where do you guys feel you are as a team right now? You know, um, it feels like obviously you are a very, very good low stick. You know, Caleb Agelson and Jared Herzog have been strong runners for you guys at, throughout the year. And I believe you've got, a, I think, two other freshmen on your team round out the top five. But where do you guys view yourself as a team at, currently at the moment? Um, honestly, I, I didn't even look at the, the final rankings that USPSCCA had us at. Um, but... Our goal going into every national meet is to just do better than we were the year before. I think we got like 28th or 29th last year. Um, so, you know, and it, we want to be a top 20 team. So, um, you know, hoping for a top 20. But, you know, at regionals, we didn't have our, you know, we didn't have our greatest showing. We kind of had a couple upsets the day that we left for regionals. You know, we had, a, we had one of our athletes on top seven get hit by car, and he's, Unfortunately, was not able to race that weekend, so we kind of had to deal with that and figure out who our number seven was going to be. And then, you know, going to the nationals, we, um, you know, we've been training in some decently bad weather for the last couple of weeks. We haven't had great conditions, but I think it's just going to help us. Um, you know, come December first, you know, you never know with Pittsburgh, but conditions it'll bring on the day. So, you know, really hoping for a top 20 finish as a team. I, I think we can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would agree with you on that. What does your guys' training currently look like? You know, uh, obviously you're probably tapering a little bit, but what, I guess, can you lead me through a little bit from conference all the way to December 1st? You know, what we, as a team, what were you guys essentially doing training-wise? Yeah, so, so before conference, we kind of, we might have, we didn't really taper that much for conference. We might have done a mile or two less for, for some mileage, but for the most part, just kind of went through the motions and really set our eyes on, you know, regionals and nationals. And, um, you know, regionals we still had. We had a, a, our, our, a faster long run and a workout that week before regionals. And, um, you know, we that, that tends to work. Last year we did one workout too much and it kind of hurt us at nationals. So this week we, you know, leading into nationals, we are, uh, we're not doing that extra workout that we did beforehand. We're just going to leave it to the one workout on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, so hopefully that will, this, this will confidence in the, in the younger guys and, uh, they get those who are returning this year. Just know that we're going to be a little bit, more fresh on the day of nationals. Okay. Um, so I want to stick with the team a little bit. How, uh, if I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Caleb Eagle, is Caleb Eagleson and Jared Herzog, they've been the number two and three runners for the most part of the year, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how important are those two guys to you guys' success? Um, I mentioned you, well, we're talking to you obviously for a reason, but 
Um, you got those two, and then um, you got the back half of your squad. How important is it for you three guys to kind of have the races that's expected of you for you guys to have team success? Oh, man. Um, I think for the most part, all, our top three, we've consistently run about where we should have been at every race. Um, honestly, I think our our success has really come from our four, our five, our six. They've been so close all year. They've really closed the gap um, from what it was last year. You know, our five, our five last year, I mean, was like high 25s. Um, and now this year we have our four, five, and six who are all running under 2510. Um, so just their, their off-season uh, work has really um, helped our team as a whole, you know, closing down the points and putting a number six in front of a lot of people's number fives. You know, Jared has put in a lot of work over the off-season. He, um, I'd say, is probably one of the most improved on our team this year. He went from, you know, fighting for a spot on the national team last year to being a, consistently being our number third all year long. Does that, that off-season work, does that come from Coach Morgan himself, or is that something that you guys have all made an effort to improve in the, in the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, we all came in, you know, I like to pick on Jared, he just, he... We've all kind of bought into this. When we all came in, we all bought into this this dream that Coach Morgan had. This this like sight on uh, 2020 cross country. You know, we we started to get recruits to where we could hopefully make a top six finish at nationals and cross. Um, you know, redshirting a couple of us next year as kind of the plan towards that, but. You know, we all bought into his training, and, you know, if Coach Morgan says, you know, this is what we're doing this week, you know, no one cuts corners, no one, you know, slacks off in the weight room, we're all just kind of have this goal set in mind for for the fall season of 2020, and that's kind of where where most of our, I mean, that's where our drive is coming from. Okay, and so the red shirting issue, uh, not an issue, I say, um, the red shirting purpose, you know, you're aiming for 2020. Does that mean you guys are gonna? Are you and Jared and Caleb all gonna take next year off? Is that kind of the idea? And then, are you trying to line up your senior year? You know, where you get cross country, indoor, and outdoor all at the same time. Yeah, we're not for sure uh, set on who we're registering next season. Um, I think we've kind of already decided that I'll sit out next season because I've already set out outdoor. And I'll sit out this indoor season. Fall, the fall of 2020 is kind of what we're setting our eyes on. We, we can't register everybody just because we have to run so many people. Uh, we've already we registered one of our top three or four guy this year, uh, Thomas Kelton. We, we sat him up this year, so we didn't have to next year. And I don't think we'll sit Kale about next year. Kale will um, be crucial in, in helping the team out next year. Okay, well that that's cool. You know, it, it, there's a plan there, and it's always nice. I I like the idea of coaches um, communicating that plan with their athletes. You know, it, I think it makes it one little bit easier for you guys to buy in, like you guys have talked about, and it also gives 
everybody on the team, even the incoming freshmen, you know, a long-term plan of what they should expect from coming into a program. And so that that's really cool to hear. I'm glad, you know, that's kind of the future for you guys. So um, I'll be excited for upcoming years. Um, bouncing back to you a little bit, you know, we're just, we're a week away from nationals tomorrow. Um, talk about your goals individually a little bit, you know, um, I could rattle off how you've done in the recent years. I don't think you'd be very thrilled with it. You've, you've mentioned how freshman year was kind of a deer in the headlights experience, but, um, you're in shape. So what is, what's it look like going in on December 1st this year for you? Yeah, so, I mean, I got 117 100, last year, um, so yeah, 117. I'm not going to say do better than that, because I definitely think I will. Um, you know, the main goal is All-American, but, you know, how far how far deep into All-American, that'll just kind of have to be decided on race day. I plan on putting myself up towards the top 10 early on, just because I don't think it's going to go out crazy fast um you know I, I i heard the course runs slightly slow um you know given conditions aren't going to be great you know hopefully it'll be a tactical race and that'll just play in the favor of those who either can't tough it out or have a kick and i don't want to say what i am personally stronger at but um, i'm definitely ready for both and you know, getting top 10 would be, like, my ideal situation on Saturday. It's just something I've kind of visualized through all my practices. This is kind of something that I can see myself, you know, making making happen. Yeah, I, I, I would like to believe that you were in that type of shape. You know, you've proven it throughout the last... Um, three, four months of racing. Um, you are right, that course runs a little bit slow. Uh, I think the Atlantic Regional, the winner ran 34 minutes. You know, it's just a bunch of 2K loops from what I understand. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see how that race plays out. I do agree with you. It's probably going to be a tad bit tactical. So it, um, it'll be fun. I, I think you're primed. It sounds like you're primed. But um, going into this race, though, Christian, it, this is probably the most obviously the most competitive race that you've been in all year. Is that going to change any bit of how you feel going into it? You know, it, it feels like you kind of just put yourself towards the front and you say, I'm going to hang on, and if I if I got it, I got it, and if I don't, uh, I'm going to tough it out. Is that kind of the same idea? or? Um, I, I think I'm fairly good at, at being towards the front. It's just something I've done since high school. But I'm also I can also recognize when I can't hold on. I kind of need to just let people just get away from me and just kind of gather myself and you know keep just keep going for it. You know, if they get away from me, they get away from me. But I'm still gonna keep my head up. That's something I learned at at Louisville. You know, I ran up front with everybody, and you know when everybody started pulling away, I just I just kept up that hard effort and just kept my head up. And just kept running along. I ended up running like 24-0 at Louisville, which was probably one of my favorite races of the year just because I got to compete with a big group of people. Um, that's something I haven't really gotten to see a lot in the last three years of college cross-country. So yeah, I think that race really helped me 
understand what nationals might be like. Um, I might not be able to hold up in the front for as long as I wanted to, but I know if I just keep up the, the hard effort, then I can still see through a, a top 10, top 15 uh, finish. Okay. And so I want to bounce back a tiny bit. Um, Redshirting last year at outdoor season. Uh, uh, what was that? Um, sorry, just backtracking a tiny bit. Um, I was going to ask you how how do you think redshirting last year's outdoor season helped you benefit um, in cross country this year? Um, oh, for outdoor, um, we set out just because uh, kind of had an early quad issue coming out of indoor season and. And now only like two weeks, so I couldn't even run um, because of it. So we just kind of decided there to do a couple track races and just kind of reload towards us. And really, that's kind of when the training started for the fall season. So just I think having that more drawn out summer training, I guess, um, really really helped out a lot to help me get up into that higher mileage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh- let me ask you, what is your favorite season, cross, indoor, or outdoor? Probably outdoor season, honestly. Uh, just, I mean, you just can't be outdoor track. It's just it's a whole new world. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. <laughs> There's some about, you know, thousands of people sitting in stands being able to watch you each lap. But um, in terms of, uh, like, I guess senior, or I guess you're a junior. I, I think Jared, Jared's a junior. Um, I was just going to ask you, what have you communicated to the younger athletes on your guys' team um, in order to help with success this year? Oh, yeah. You know, Jared, Jared's like one of the leaders on the team. Um, and that could kind of put into our minds, you know, um, you don't have to be the fastest to necessarily be the leader on the team. Jared's got all the quality. Uh, traits to uh, lead the team and he's really put into the freshman's minds that like look we've kind of helped the seniors before us to get to where we are now um, and, you know being a younger team we don't have quite the upperclassmen depth you know, given we don't have any seniors on the team you know all of them have um, you know stepped off the team before their junior season so this idea of you know if you, you know working hard in the off season, you know if if you can do that, you can really impact our team come the fall season. And all the freshmen have stepped up. We have uh, one athlete who never ran called our cross country in high school comes out and runs twenty five twenties uh, his first year cross country ever, which is just I mean I, I don't think he really understands. Like how good that actually is um, that he can do, you know, the training and um, you know all the all the understand that, that this is like what we're supposed to be doing, and they have a really bad eye towards either Coach Morgan's training or Jared's leadership on the team. Okay, um, so talking about Coach Morgan, he, how is he? So I got a couple questions about him. Um, the first one is, you know, how has he helped Lee turn Lee into a strong Division two program in just the couple, first couple years of being D2 eligible? Uh, uh, how, you asked how Lee has turned into... Yeah, um, 
how has how uh, how has Coach Morgan helped? Well, just shortly after being in Division Two. Yeah, I was asking how Coach Morgan has kind of helped with that transition. Yeah, you know when when recruited me, man, you got to got into Division Two. Um, I, I had no idea that they were even in uh, NAIA or NCCAAs. I think that's what they compete in both of them. I think, but. You know, Coach Morgan, he, I always talk about this vision that he's put in our minds, but he takes us to the meets that we can compete best in. Uh, he, he'll never take us to a meet where we'll just go and just get demolished because that's not, you know, that's not how you build a team up. You know, if anything, I'll just crush them. Um, we go to the meets that are best for us. We don't go to meets where uh, we'll blow everyone out or go to ones where, you know, we'll get crushed at. He's good at building this sense of confidence, but, you know, being humble at the same time. And slowly, really, we've, you know, gotten to the point where our program is um, somewhat respectable in the D2 level. And, you know, that's just uh, through patience and doing the right things in that transition period. leads getting somewhat put on the map now. Yeah, I would, you know, um, I would agree with that. I actually didn't know that they were NAIA until I did some research before before I gave you a phone call. And um, you guys have definitely made a name for yourself with just in a couple of years from switching from NAIA to NCAA. And um, it sounds like Coach Morgan knows what he's doing. How has he helped you personally um, since you've gotten there? Personally, personally oh man, Coach Morgan is awesome to me. Um, you know, um, I, I could I could write down a whole book of things he's done for me. You know, within the boundaries of NCAA, of course, and just like on air, but, but on and off the tracks. You know, he uh, he really the thing that I've noticed and why he really chose to come to Lee is uh, he cares about his athletes. You now, at the end of the day, any fast is cool. Stuff, but whether you're the, the fastest on the team or, um, or or someone who's blocking on the team, he cares about all of us equally and uh, just wants to make sure that we're doing fine uh, in life. And and for me personally, you know, he'll uh, he'll just sit down to me and ask me um, and stuff like that. And he just he just really cares about me and the team and. I just really cherish that from perspective. Yeah, and that, uh, I, I think you would agree with me when I say this. It, and that's huge as an athlete. You know, when you have your coach, that's more than just your coach. Um, it, it creates this sense of security and this idea of, okay, he really is looking out for me in the best possible way. And I think that's hard to beat when you find a coach like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, as we as we come to an end here here soon, I want to ask you a little bit about the culture of a Division two school that you attend. You know, um, there's the different uh, there's the differences between Division one, Division two, and Division three, obviously. But I was just gonna ask if you could kind of give me an idea of what your experience at a Division two school has been like. You know. Yeah. Um. I. 
I mean, I don't, never took a visit on, you know, a Division One campus, so I don't really know what that team atmosphere or, you know, environment looks like. But, you know, along the lines of Division Two, um, they, I mean, Division Two coaches, they, they take care of you, you know, Lee does a good job of taking care of his athletes. Now, the fall divisions are that good about it, but, you know, athletic-wise, meets are still really competitive. Um, I've met a lot of great people in Division II um, at, you know, championships and stuff like that. You know, they really do a good job at, at taking care of the athletes' national meets. But, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people who, who say good things with great things about Division One, and I, I've had people who say terrible things about Division One, and uh, you know, I've not really heard anything horrible about Division Two. honestly. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's it's all about running, and you can run fast anywhere, and, you know, why not run in Division Two if, if that's what you want to do. Would you do it any other way? You know, would you visit any D ones, or would you, you know, maybe go to a different school if, if you had that opportunity? Or do you really have you really enjoyed your experience at Lee um, so far? Oh yeah, um, I would not change it. Go on visits, uh, more visits in high school. You know, I only did the one. Uh, you know, a couple uh, bigger. D1 schools kind of put me on the back burners um, in high school and then, you know, I ran under 15 and, and then they're like, oh yeah, you should come visit and stuff like that. You know, after qualifying a lot of that, they didn't really that time early on to, you know, have me out on campus. I don't think I would go back and do it any other way. I think Chris Morgan um, and I have a really good connection that I don't think I probably have with other coaches times speak for themselves and you mentioned earlier you can run fast anywhere and whether it's at a division one or a division two school um it, some teams come out of the woodworks you know once you see some success and um i'm glad that you found a position where with coach morgan there where it feels like you're you're home you know and you've got a good coach that you can turn turn to in any situation um the program looks like it's moving in the right direction um so with that being said, Christian, I just want to ask you, do you want to add anything else? Is there anything out there you want to say or anything um, before I get off the phone with you? Um, anything. I would, oh, man. Um, I don't know. I, if there's any athlete that, you know, doesn't know where they want to go to school, you know, just understand that you, I, I really, I'd say this to everybody, um, every high school athlete that either this way or has, has talked to me personally about, you know, why not Division One? you know, um, you know, why should I go to anything but Division One? because, you know, D1 schools will hope they can you the best. Um, just uh, wherever you go, you know, your coach and your, your athletic department will take care of you. You don't have to go to a, a huge school to um, be understood and be taken care of as an athlete. Um, you know, give those smaller programs a chance because they might be able to take care of you the best or, you know, offer you the best scholarship because at the end of the day, it's about, it's about, oh man, this is my train of thought. At the end of the day, it's about, you know, getting through school and, and 
and going somewhere that you enjoy. You don't want to go to a big D1 program if you don't like it. You only did it because it's a big D1 school. And that's the only thing athletes get told these days is, you know, D1 is like the best route to go if you want to be a good runner. I, th- I think a lot of people heed that advice. I-, I think you're seeing D2 with a small uptick, you know, and I think you'd agree. Um, you're seeing the the competition level rise throughout, and I think it's a lot of fun to be a part of. Um, so, Christian, uh, I just want to say thank you once again, man, on behalf of the Stride Report. Thanks for taking time out of your Thanksgiving break. Uh, I know you've got a, a semi-long drive ahead of you tomorrow. So, um, once again, thank you. You know, drive safe. Um, good luck in a week. We'll be we'll be watching. We'll be checking out. We'll be updating everything we possibly can. Um, once again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm John Cusick, the host here. Um, we just, if you haven't checked out anything else, head to stridereport.com. We'll be uh, doing live coverage of D2 Nationals on December 1st, and we'll doing, be doing some previews sometime early next week. So, once again, thank you.